Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Knockout Sports Show podcast. We're breaking down Class AA football in Montana. We're taking a look at all 16 teams. We're taking a look at all the matchups every single week of the regular season. I am your host, Anthony Knockbriar. Thanks for tuning in to the Knockout Sports Show podcast. Once again, give us a follow on Twitter and Facebook at the Knockout Sports Show. You can also find all episodes of the podcast, coaches preview, and much more at the Knockout Sports whether it be Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Google Podcasts as well. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and become a Patreon member today. For as little as a dollar, you can support the show. And again, all proceeds go into making the podcast better as uh, just upgraded to a brand new microphone. It's one of the Yeti uh, Bluetooth microphones and really excited about having this microphone, and like I said, it's been uh, well worth it as well. So uh, again, uh, all the proceeds go into uh, making the podcast better, upgrading equipment, all of those types of things. So please consider becoming a Patreon member of the Knock On Sports today. Now speaking of today, we are 48 hours away from... Week one action getting underway. Actually, we're less than that, 24 hours away, because we do have a game on Thursday night. I keep forgetting that Butte and Senior are playing on Thursday night instead of Friday night. So, again, we're 24 hours away from the start of the Class AA high school football season. Got some exciting matchups for you. Today on the podcast, I'll talk about the coaches poll, and I'm going to break down a couple of games. Unfortunately... Because of my current work circumstances, I just don't have the time to break down every single matchup the way I want to, so I highlighted a couple of games. I've got my two Game of the Weeks, and then I have my underrated Game of the Week. I'll also give you at least a little bit of a snippet of what I'm expecting out of the other games as well. Again, I can't fully break down every single game. Hopefully in the coming weeks, as I get a day off, I'll be able to do that, Uh, but for right now... Again, I'm just going to have to be able to give you the focus on a couple of games. Again, that's why I'm also doing the underrated game of the week, not just looking at the games that everybody is talking about. Because I think, again, when you look at the Class AA schedule and you look at it every single week, the game of the week that we think is going to be the game of the week usually ends up being that way. But there's always another game that really grabs attention, that does something that we didn't expect. And so that's why I'm looking every week at my underrated game of the week, because I think there's a lot of fun matchups, and I think there's always a game uh, that exceeds expectations. And so I think I've got a game in store here for week one that I think you guys might agree with. Maybe you'll find another matchup to be uh, the underrated game of the week, but either way, it's a game that I think will be fun and I think will uh, really turn some heads here in week one. I'm also going to reveal my top 10 players, my top 10 impact players. I'll get more into that and what that exactly means. Again, I will say this to start off the podcast. This is not based on college offers. This is not based on potential of where they could go in college. This is about production and what they mean to their team and how they impact a game from all three phases, special teams, defense, and offense. So let's dive into the coaches poll, which I was happy to release yesterday. And again, I want to say thank you to all 16 coaches that participated and voted. Again, all the coaches voted 1 through 16. I really appreciate them sending me their votes. And again, I calculated all of it. 
And like I said, it was fun to put this together. Again, I, I would say this. I'm not exactly unsurprised by how the coaches poll went. There are a few slight surprises. I will say I think there's a lot of expectation for Capital at the number seven spot. Uh, again, uh, again, not saying that Capital doesn't have a good team, but again, ranked number seven. So right now the fourth best team in the Western AA Conference behind Sentinel, Helena, and Glacier. Again, I think it's going to be very interesting uh, to see how this rolls out. But again, we chatted with Coach Kyle Mahelish, and the one thing that I definitely took away from our conversation was the fact that this capital defense is loaded and they are ready for bear because they are going to bring the pain every single Friday night. So again, offensively, I, they've got some nice pieces. I like what Capital has offensively, but the question is is how well and how much production do they get out of the quarterback position. It's a brand new starter this year, so it's always a little bit of question mark. They do get a tough matchup against Bozeman, who, again, has had pretty tough defenses in the past as well. But again, if I was to say, I think for me, again, I had Capital in the middle. I think Capital right there in the middle. I think I had them more in the 8 to 12 range of where they were at. And so, again, to see the coaches do this, I, I think the coaches know more uh, than I do, obviously. That's why I asked them all the questions. But at the same time, I think that was a team that surprised me a little bit as high as they are. And like I said, we'll see what happens this Friday night because, again, they could uh, get things started. They've got a tough schedule. they got Bozeman. they got West the following week. It could be a really uh, interesting way to see how things go. If they go one and one and split that non-conference, uh, all of a sudden I think that number seven ranking is justified. Now, some people have asked me about the number two and number three situation where you look at Sentinel and Helena separated by two points. I'm telling you this now, I am not surprised by that. I got a lot of faith in Helena High this year. They've got a lot of really good football players. Again, you're, I'm just scratching the surface here, but you're talking about Caden Hewitt, a quarterback. If you got a returning quarterback, that automatically takes you and puts you into a really uh, top tier because, again, when you're talking about high school football, the turnover at the quarterback position, you just never know year to year. But the fact that they got a three-year starter in Caden Hewitt, again, one of the top guys in Class AA football, that's a great place to start. Then you talk about Marcus Evans, the quarterback of the defense. Guy's been playing since his sophomore year. He's been a playmaker since his sophomore year. And now it, it's literally him just getting to play free because there's no more learning curve, essentially. This guy's a senior. This guy's a veteran. This guy has, has seen quite a bit. I don't know how much of double-A football he hasn't seen. So... I think when you're talking about a guy like Marcus Evans, he's a key for them. Then you talk about having a pass rusher like Forrest Serrero, along with some other guys on the defensive line. Talk about an offensive lineman like Josh Goldman. Like I said, I think Helena High's got some really talented football players, and I'm not surprised at the number three ranking. I'm not surprised they closed the gap on Sentinel. And again, I'm not saying that Sentinel is is a bad football team, but again, when you're talking about the level that Sentinel was at last year. I don't know if they can duplicate that this year. I think they're going to take a step back in terms of that kind of production that we saw, but they're still going to be a very good football team. They're very much in the mix in the Western AA Conference. They could repeat as Western Conference champs once again. They could get home field advantage throughout the playoffs potentially. So again, I, I don't think that Sentinel is a bad football team for taking a step back. Again, they're just a really, really good football team for that matter. Billings West being the overwhelming favorite with 12 first place votes. Not surprised. Again, when you, again I talked about Helena and what they have coming back. When you look at West, 11 All-State players coming back. And again, when I'm talking about 11 All-State players, I'm talking about first team, second team, or honorable mention. They've got 11 players and players that are All-State players at multiple positions. 
So again, uh, I think clearly West is the favorite. I think the coaches know that clearly as they put 12 first place votes next to Billings West's name. So not surprised there. I will say that the closest one, and this was, and it's not a surprise in terms of because I think they're bad or one team will be really, really that much better than the other. It was just surprising to see how the coaches voted between Gallatin and Skyview. Those two teams were separated by two points. Skyview got the edge with 83 points, Gallatin with 81. Gallatin's a team that I feel like has a lot of energy around them, a lot of preseason uh, talk around them just because... Again, you're talking about another really good football team, I think. Everybody comes back. Hunter Chandler is a fantastic coach. We had him on the Coaches Series. Really enjoyed chatting with him and getting to, to know his team better. When you're talking about having good quarterbacks, again, it's a quarterback competition, but because there's good quarterbacks there. You're talking about Mickelson. You're talking about uh, Vegan. Who's going to start this Friday against Big Sky? I think Gallatin and Skyview, I think when we get to that matchup, it's going to be really entertaining as well. And I think a pivotal matchup between those two teams potentially. Uh, And not just because it's the way the coach's preseason poll shakes out. Because this preseason poll only matters for this week. Once we get to next week, it doesn't matter at all. But again, just an interesting race there is, again, Skyview at number 11, Gallatin at number 12. Essentially, those would be your final two playoff teams if you're talking about the 12-team playoff bracket uh, that AA will have. Only, again, four teams will not make the postseason. Again, uh, right now, Hellgate, Big Sky, Flathead, Belgrade are the three teams or four teams, I should say, that are on the outside looking in right now in terms of if you're just to take the first 12 teams in the coaches' poll. Again, I think Hellgate, I think Hellgate's going to surprise people. Again, you're talking about a really good football team, great skill position players. Again, depth might be tough for them. We talked about that with Coach McMorris. But, again, I like their offensive line, led by Tommy Nelson. I like their receivers. Connor Dick has showed some really nice things in summer, uh, offseason, seven-on-seven camps and things like that at quarterback. So I really, really like Hellgate as a potential sleeper here in the playoffs and and maybe even a dark horse team to to try and grab a playoff victory this year. Uh, Big Sky, Flathead. Listen, we talked to Coach Matt Johnson and Coach Alex Cummings. There's no question about it. They got an uphill battle to fight, but I think they're they're going to use this as motivation for their guys. And listen, like I talked about, Big Sky is not – a team that's completely uh, bare of talent. I, I really like what they have. We'll talk a little bit more about it later, but I like what they have. I think for Flathead, I think they got some good football players, but again, the question for me is is how much production do they get out of it? This is an offense that the last two seasons at Flathead has not been able to score more than 20 points but one time. Actually, that's a lie. Two times. One was in the postseason and once was against Big Sky at the end of the year last year. So, I'm very curious about that. Where does the defense go? Because it's been the first time in a long time that Coach Matt Upham is not leading this defense. He's led some great defenses at Flathead, so I'm very curious to see what this defense does. Uh, again, uh, I know Coach Alex Cummings, is a, he's done a great job. He's got great energy. Love what he's doing. I love the new logo change as well. Again, I, it's not like I didn't like the spear. I like the spear as well. I think you could do some cool things with I got four helmets uh, that are alternate, alternate looks, and they go with a different look with a logo, and I like the logo. Like I said, it looks great. Um, so like I said, I, I think that Flathead, uh, the energy in there is great. Again, they've got a tough challenge going down to Billings to take on Skyview. We'll talk about that game here a little bit more, but uh, it, it is a, it's a broad view, but I think Again, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And I think with Belgrade at the end here, um, nobody likes to be last. And I think this is motivation for the Panthers. And at the same time, too, I don't think that Belgrade is just going to be a team you can walk on. Uh, Belgrade is going to be a tough football team. They've changed some things. They've made some changes. I love what they're doing on social media as well to get some energy within the program. 
going. Love their videos. They're, they're doing a fantastic job. Um, but I think at the same time, too, they've got some great players. They've got some good guys. I think the quarterback position with Cash Fike is, is going to be key for them. What kind of production can they get from him? And so I think Belgrade, again, it, it, the, again, just like the other teams I mentioned, it's going to be an uphill climb. But I think Belgrade is going to be a team that's going to be far more competitive than they have been the last couple of years. So that's kind of my thoughts on the coaches' poll. Again, teams that we kind of expected to see where we saw them. Gray Falls, number four. Glacier, number five. Senior, number six. I think a lot of people, just because of what those programs have been either building towards or have been the last couple of years, uh, I think that's why they're there, and they're there rightfully so. When you look at Gray Falls, Reed Harris, Ryan Crea, Zach Newton, among others. Great place to start. Glacier. You're talking about Jake Rendina, Luke B. Laub. Uh, you're talking about Gage Slider stepping in at quarterback. You're talking about many others as well. Uh, I like what they're bringing to the table. Senior. You're talking about Malik Simpson, Alex Allred, Peyton Morton. Again, J- Jacob Miller. Um, again, you're talking about key players here. And so these guys are going to be factors, and they're going to be reasons why I think these three teams are, once again, playoff teams. You are listening to the Knock On Sports Show podcast. I am your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Let's jump into our week one matchups. Let's talk about games of the week. We got two of them, and we've been talking about them all week. I know uh, Tyler Smith on Montana Double Prep Football has been talking about them as well. Uh, the media has been talking about them. I want to start with West and Sentinel. When you talk about what these two teams bring to the table and the type of competition, the type of player that we're going to see on the field for these guys, you're looking at Billings West, you're looking at Isaiah Clonch, 63% completion percentage, 2,124 yards, 25 touchdowns, only nine interceptions. Michael DeLeon, again, is going to, he was uh, he shared time last year in the backfield. I'm, I think he might be uh, sharing a little, bit, a little bit of time this year, but again, I think he's the guy that's going to be more of the main back this year for West, and I can't wait to see what this guy does. Again, he does a great job catching the ball out of the backfield. Again, he's not afraid to go between the tackles. He's going to be a tough guy to stop. Uh, you look at the Dollar Twins, again, uh, Taco and Caden. Again, these are two really, really good football players. They're in my top 10 uh, uh, players, impact players for 2021. Uh, Taco, you know, 51 catches, 1,048 yards, 13 touchdowns. I know he did some things on defense as well. You talk about Caden, what he brings to the table, uh, receiving-wise, 16 catches last year, 254 yards, five touchdowns, also had a pick. Um, like I said, these are, these are guys that are going to be tough. You talk about Riley Burgesson as well. You talk about the offensive line, Zach Malcolm. Um, you talk about Jacob Anderson. You talk about Carter Warnick as well. Uh, these are going to be tough guys along the front. And once again, West has been big up front the last couple of years. And so it just the case is going to continue to be that uh, for Billings West, they're going to have some big offensive linemen. So defensive lines week in and week out facing Billings West are going to have a tall order. And that means the same for Charlie, Kirker, Charlie Kurgan and Joe Wida and company uh, along the defensive front for Sentinel. So, uh, again, you're talking about those guys. I think Taco Dollar, uh, I know people have kind of talked about don't kick it to Taco. That's easier said than done. Uh, they're going to find ways to get Taco, Taco Dollar the football. Again, and this guy just it, this guy just impacts so many ways. You're talking about special teams. You're talking about on defense. You're talking about offense. Set up a wide receiver screen. This guy with just a little bit of space can take it to the house, and Sentinel's going to have to try and keep in front of him. Again, this Sentinel secondary, which was so good last year, and I think will be good again this year, they're going to be tested early on because they're going to have to not only try and stop Taco, you got to try and stop Caden, you got to stop, try and stop uh, Riley Burgesson as well. Like I mentioned, Michael DeLeon coming out of the backfield. You got Max Murphy as an H back too. So 
There are weapons for Isaiah Clanch to go to against the Sentinel defense. And when you just it's when you it's not so much about when you sometimes you hear with with defenses, okay, we got to shut this one guy down, force these other guys to really beat us. Well, okay, if you shut Taco down, Caden can beat you. Well, if we shut Caden down, then it's Taco, then it's Riley, then it's Michael, then it's Max. Well, wait a minute. How do we try and stop all of these guys? Well, simply, again, I don't know what the Sentinel defense is going to do, but again, looking at it is, is it's trying to keep everything and keep all of these playmakers in front of you at all times. Do not try and give up the big play. A really interesting matchup. I think for me as well, looking on the other side here, when you're looking about the Sentinel Spartans, he's one heck of an athlete. And so when I look at Zach Cruz going from tight end defensive end to the quarterback position, this is going to be an interesting one. Again, I've seen players, uh, I think back to a Jaden McNeil, all-state safety his junior year, then goes and plays the quarterback position his senior year and did a tremendous job. Again, you're seeing teams with the best athlete they have on the team is playing the quarterback position, and that's where we're seeing success. And again, Zach Cruz, one heck of an athlete. You know what he did wrestling-wise. He's played basketball. Again, this guy is one of the top athletes in Montana in the entire state. Again, I know he just signed with the, or he just committed to the Grizz as well. I haven't seen him play the quarterback position, so I don't know. I, I can't rank Zach Cruz ahead of, like, like an Isaiah Colantra, Reed Harris, or Caden Hewitt. I, I have a feeling he's going to be a really, really good quarterback uh, because, again, he's just an athlete. He's a competitor. He's a really tough, hard-nosed football player. But how good of a quarterback is he going to be in this type of game that's going to be tough again i know billings west they got some youth they got some new starters along the front end of their defense the secondary is really good because you know the dollar twins and burgerson i think they got to find one other guy but again they've got experience on the back end so for me it's just what are we going to see from zach cruz because this is a tough game one to start as a brand new quarterback and not have any experience i mean i'm sure he's he's, he's taken a lot of reps at practice and things of that nature before but again those game reps as a first year starter not so that's going to be a key for me how well does zach cruz play from the quarterback position again he's got options he's got lots of options you talk about uh, kellen curtis in the backfield uh, i think he's primed for a good season you're talking about charlie charlie kurgan and joe Wida as tight ends so safety valves for zach cruz you're talking about peyton stevens uh as a receiver who i think could have a really big year he's a big target so again you're talking about getting in the red zone you could potentially see uh cruz go to him so that could be really interesting. And again, you're talking about Cooper Crest, Ramsey Knowles along the offensive line. They've got some big boys up front, so that's going to be solid for uh, Sentinel uh, as well. Again, tough matchup here, a fun one. It's going to be at Washington Grizzly Stadium. And like I said, I, I don't know how to predict this game. Uh, again, I think the, the edge goes to Billings West simply because of how much they have returning uh, this year. A fun matchup, one versus two here to start off the season. Looking at Helena and Great Falls, the battle of the quarterbacks, Reed Harris and Caden Hewitt. Uh, you also got the studs at linebacker and running back when you're talking about Ryan Crea and Marcus Evans. Again, you're talking about the defensive line. You got Zach Newton for Great Falls, Forrest Serrero for uh, Helena High. Again, also Chase McGurin can do a lot of things. He's a great corner for uh, the defense. I think he's going to be one of the top receivers this year in Class AA football. This is one heck of a matchup here, and just because of what these two teams bring to the table. Because, again, you know when you look at the, the other game of the week, 
Sentinel lost a lot to graduation, so there's a lot more uh, guys that are going to be stepping into key roles. You're talking about a lot of guys in this game that played last year and are going to be studs this year in terms of we already know what they are going to do in a way. And what I mean by that is, is just like with Sentinel, we know they've got great football players. Again, it's just how is everyone going to fit? I feel like with Great Falls and Helena, you kind of know how everyone's going to fit into this uh, scheme and into this game because of what they were able to do last year. I think both of these teams were young last year. Again, they I'm sure they had plenty of seniors. You think about Levi Torgerson. They were a good football team last year in Great Falls. And you, you think about the guys last year for Helena High as well. Uh, so, again, I, I think for me, I just look at this and I, I feel like it's a more known commodity. I think it's more evenly matched in this game versus, say, the, the Sentinel and West matchup. So, uh, the key for me here, I think, is who can get turnovers? Who, who doesn't make the mistakes in this game? Uh, I think Helena's defense is going to have to be on their toes completely. I think the defensive line is going to have a challenge because even if, say, like a Forrest Serrero or others do get an angle on Reed Harris, I think Reed Harris is such a good quarterback and so mobile that he's going to make you um, miss that angle. Uh, so again, I, I think it's going to be tough for Helena High's defense to try and corral Reed Harris because he can do so many things between his arm and his feet. Uh, so I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup. And then I look at Caden Hewitt, looking at Chase McGurin, and I think looking at Marcus Evans out of the backfield, I think they, they've got some other guys at the wide, re- wide receiver position that we are going to learn their names of this week. Um, and I think Caden Hewitt is just a guy that, he again, he's mobile too. Don't let don't let it, uh, his big size fool you into thinking that he's not an athlete. This guy can move as well. And so for me, I think Caden Hewitt uh, is, is going to be a guy to watch as well, moving with his feet as well. Um, again, I just think it's going to be a very interesting matchup. I think whoever can not make the most mistakes, I think whoever uh, doesn't have the most penalties, whoever doesn't have the most turnovers, whoever can win those battles will likely win this game. The way I see this game, I literally see this as a, a three-point spread between Great Falls and Helena. I think that's how close it will be. I'm not picking winners in this, but I'm literally looking at this. I think this game is going to come down to three points. I would not be surprised at all by Saturday morning or Friday into Friday night that this game is decided by three points or less. That's that's how close I think these two teams are. And it's going to come down to the offensive line uh, and defensive lines. Again, great falls. when you, If you're looking at the, the matchup head-to-head, Helena probably has the advantage because of more experience versus Great Falls, where they've got some youth and some inexperience at that position. So I think there's another area. you got to give it to Helena just in terms of the advantage because of the experience. But again, it wouldn't surprise me if some of those young guys do step up. And, and again, this game becomes a, a three-point contest. Should be a fun one, but you know, between being at Washington Grizzly Stadium or Memorial Stadium, for either one of these games, I, I would like to take one eye and Put them at both games, so that way I could could see both of these games and, and see how these two teams and how, or I should say, how these four teams uh, play these games out. But it should be an exciting weekend of football. When you're talking about Helena and Great Falls and West and Sentinel. Now to a segment of the podcast where we take a look at the underrated game of the week. Now, what does that mean? No, it is not the uh, game of the week where we see the teams that are struggling the most. That's not what I mean. There's always a game that 
maybe we didn't expect the result that we see on a Saturday morning. So that's what I'm looking for here. That game where it's just like, hmm, expectations were exceeded. It was a, a surprise. It was a game that was talked about by the end. And because it wasn't talked about as game of the week, this is the underrated game of the week. This is a game where I'm looking at maybe not getting as much attention, but it should be. And the game underrated game of the week that I'm looking at the underrated game I am looking at is CMR and Hellgate. CMR at Hellgate. And the reason I say that is, is because I'm excited about what Coach Dennis Morse has. Again, you're talking about Cole Taylor at quarterback, one heck of an athlete. He's dynamic. You're talking about Rafe Newbron now at more his natural position at wide receiver. You're talking about Simonson on the Furge in the backfield running the football. Uh, I've heard good things about that CMR defense. They've got some things that I know they got to clean up. I know Coach Morris talked about that with the Great Falls Tribune uh, last week after the scrimmage. But I think this is a very, very good ball game. Uh, and I think we could see a lot of points in this game as well. I think between Hellgate's uh, great wide receiving core, you know, like I talked about with Connor Dick earlier, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for Hellgate. I think getting Jacob Swetland back is going to be key for them I mean, to allow them to get a running game going. I know last year, unfortunately, when Swetland went down, the running game kind of disappeared for Hellgate. I think as long as Swetland's healthy, that running game is going to be prevalent, and it's not going to be just as easy as sticking eight and, and putting them in uh, coverage when teams face Hellgate. So I think uh, Swetland, again, I think he can be a threat out of the backfield as well. So uh, you talk about Ian Finch and Leo Filardi, what they were able to do last year. I think these guys are going to test this CMR defense on the back end. I think we could see some big plays potentially uh, from the Hellgate offense, and I think Hellgate's lines are pretty good too. I think this is an evenly matched game. I think this is a high-scoring contest, to be quite honest. Uh, I think this could be a potential shootout game when you talk about how many uh, points could be scored between these two offenses. So I, I think this is a very interesting game. That's why it's my underrated game of the week. Not only because of the storylines in terms of the players that we're going to see in this game. Obviously, you also have the Morris Bowl, essentially, considering the fact you have Dennis Morris taking on Mick Morris. And again, they're unrelated. We talked about this with both uh, Coach Morris's in our summer coaches preview as well. But that's my underrated game of the week. Um, you know, you also take a look back at history. I think it was 2017 or 2018 where Hellgate snapped its long losing streak by beating CMR in Great Falls. Uh, so, again, there's a little history here uh, between these two programs, recent history, and I think that's something that will play a factor as well. So, like I said, my underrated game of the week, CMR at Hellgate. I think it's going to be a fun one uh, this weekend. So those are the games I'm taking a look at uh, in more in-depth. Uh, obviously, Thursday Night Football, we have uh, Senior versus Butte. I think the biggest question and the biggest thing I want to see from this game is what kind of quarterback play are we going to see because we're getting new starters for both teams. Uh, new starter for Senior, new starter for uh, Butte as well. What kind of offense, what kind of defense are we going to see? What's going to be the strength of these teams? Again, I know for senior, uh, they got Malik Simpson, Peyton Morton, Alex Allred, Jacob Miller as well. Again, they've got some studs, no question about that. Uh, so, again, I'm curious to see how Butte tries to corral those studs. And at the same time with Vetter uh, for Butte, what does uh, this team under Ari Gray uh, look like here? Again, a couple years removed from that high-flying attack that they had with Tommy Mallott. What's this group going to look like here in 2021? So, like I said, the biggest things is what's the rushing attack? How is that going to shape up? Because, again, you talk about Zach Tierney on the lines for Butte. And, again, they've got some big boys up front. Can they open some holes uh, for Vetter and other running backs for Butte? That's going to be key. 
Belgrade at Glacier. Uh, we're going to see firsthand how tough it's going to be to bring down the big man, Jake Rendina. Uh, how tough is he going to be to bring down? And at the same time, too, for Belgrade, they've got some guys up front, John Simon, Tyrus Hardy. Uh, how do they make their presence known? Uh, Cash Fike as well, coming back from injury. How well does he play at the quarterback position? Uh, that's going to be a key in this game, especially. And, and looking at it as well, again, another game where, you know, Cash Fike was going to be the starter last year but got hurt during the summer. Uh, so we didn't know what he was going to do. Now he's back. You look at Glacier. We talked about it with Coach Grady Bennett. Gage Slider steps in at the starting quarterback position. Uh, what does he bring to the table uh, for the Wolfpack from that quarterback position? How well does he play? Because teams are going to load the box on Glacier. Glacier knows this. Coach Bennett talked about it. But if they can take that as well and all of a sudden start taking the tops off of defenses and forcing defenses to keep that safety out of the box, all of a sudden Glacier becomes that much more difficult to stop. Flathead at Skyview, a long trip uh, for the Flathead Braves. Never enjoyed going to Billings from Kalispell. I hated that trip. I hated the fact that these two teams have to play each other. I never understand why they just can't play Great Falls or Bozeman schools. Um, I understand that there's a rotation and everything else, but again, this is an eight-hour trip, and you, you already run the risk or potential of seeing these two teams in the playoffs. It is what it is. I continue to complain about it. I continue to be the only one that complains about it. Uh, it is what it is. But, uh, again, Flathead, Jackson Walker, it's his team now. It's his era at the quarterback as he is the starting quarterback going forward. And so what is he going to do? How much? How many points can this offense score as uh, Coach Alex Cummings puts his fingertips on this program? What's the defense going to look like? I know Dylan Zink's going to be a hard hitter. Chase Uso's going to be a hard hitter. Uh, you know, so when, when Skyview Falcons uh, run the football or catch the football, they're going to feel the impact from those two guys. Also, Berkey uh, coming off the edge. I know Flathead's got good receivers. Uh, you talk about Robert Walker coming back. You talk about the younger uh, Berkey as well making plays. So, like I said, it, Flathead, again, they're, they're also their cupboard isn't bare either. Um, but, again, this is a young football team. So the biggest thing I want to see from them is how, how competitive will they be. Again, uh, last year, only competitive game they had was against Hellgate in week two of the season. Otherwise, I mean, they were also in the game against a big sky at the end of the year, but by the end it was also a 20-point blowout at one point. So, um, again, can they can they play close? Can they be in a game in the fourth quarter? That's one big thing for me uh, in this game. For Skyview, Dylan Goodall, uh, he is taking over a quarterback, obviously, you know, and I think he's going to do some nice things. He's got some weapons in Peyton Sanders as well. So how do, how's their connection, and can they take advantage of some of that youth that Flathead will have? Looking at Big Sky at Gallatin, again, when I talk about Big Sky, again, the, the cupboard's not bare. Lewis Sanders, Trey Reed, Kobe Jensen, these are guys that can make plays. I like Kobe Jensen. He was an All-State player for Big Sky at the linebacker position. Trey Reed, Lewis Sanders, I think they can do some big-time things uh, for Big Sky. Again, who's taking over at quarterback for Coach Matt Johnson, and can he get them the football uh, is going to be the key. Uh, but again, I think Big Sky for me, again, they've got playmakers. I think they can be a good football team. I think they can make the playoffs uh, again. When I look at Gallatin, who starts a quarterback and who can get the football to Ryland Schlepp, because again, he's a mismatch nightmare. Who's going to be the safety that tries to cover him and try and tackle him in the open field? And is there a linebacker that can cover him? That's going to be a tall order for any defense when you're talking about trying to guard Ryland Schlepp because he's such a, a, a mismatch in the middle of the field. 
So uh, again, I, I like where where he's at. And then at the same time, too, I think this is a, a game for, for Gallatin to really show us, are they going to be the team that takes that step? Um, you know, I think Coach Chandler kind of talked about it in the summer preview series. You know, they got a lot of proof. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of energy around the program. But again, it's all talk. They got to do it on a Friday night. And I know Coach Chandler's been posting uh, or has been talking about that, I'm sure, this week. So I'm um, very curious to see what uh, what Gallatin does Friday night against Big Sky. Like I said, I think this is another game that, that I kind of tossed around as a potentially underrated game of the week um, because, again, I just think there's there's – I think there's an evenness to this game, and I think there's a potential for big plays, and I think this could be a very close game uh, come Friday night. Bozeman and Capital, uh, how strong is Capital's defense? Uh, they're going to get tested early against Bozeman, and then what will Bozeman look like after such a large senior class uh, leaving? I know that's kind of everyone what everyone's talking about is who's going to be taking over in key roles. What's this Bozeman's identity going to be? Because the last couple of years it's been big, running the football. Um, do they have that still – uh, in them, and I, I'm not saying that in terms of questioning, you know, how tough they are. It's just of, do they have the size? Do they have that ability to do what they've been doing? That is the question I have for Bozeman. Should be really interesting to see in this matchup because again, you're talking about two playoff teams. Again, Bozeman traveling up to uh, Helena. They had success last year. They beat the Bengals in the playoffs. Will they be able to beat the Bruins at home to open up the season in Helena? That is the question. So that is the week one schedule for Class AA football. We have broken down my two game of the weeks and my underrated game of the week and taken a quick look at the rest of the week one schedule. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at The Knock On Sports Show. You can find the latest on the podcast. You can also check out previous episodes of the podcast. Remember to check out my conversations with head coach of the Helena High Bengals, Scott Evans, and Great Falls head coach, Mark Sampson, as we discuss their matchup this week. Get the latest info on that as they get ready to take on one another at Memorial Stadium this Friday. Also coming out soon will be my top 10 player rankings for 2021. And listeners, you can become a Patreon member of the podcast for as little as a dollar. Once again, want to thank you to the Knock On Sports Show Patreon members already. That is John Kemper, Dan Oswald, and Jordan Hillishot. We really appreciate them supporting the Knock On Sports Show podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the Knockdown Sports Show podcast. Taking a look at week one of Class AA football. Hope you guys enjoy all the games and have a great weekend. I'm Anthony Knopreiner, and I am knocking out.